it's about that time again welcome to imagine tag voices here on she talks tag in this podcast innovation meets inspiration i am your host murendeni baloi alongside isamolo sitone and humani baloi get ready to just dive into the world of tech through the lens of imagine talents where stories unfold and insights spark. This is the place where every career woman in tech find their voice and power up for success. Please listen in. Welcome to Imaging Tech Voices. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world. My name is Lani Baloyi. And of course, I am not running solo. I am with my girls. Hello, ladies. Hi, hi, everyone. How's I hope it? everyone is doing well. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. I, How's it going, guys? How is it? Everything is going well. <laughs> <laughs> For now, I am barely surviving at work, but yes, we're taking one day at a time. Yes, taking it one day at a time is good enough. I think the most important thing is showing up uh, and taking those little breaks when you need them, but definitely showing up and taking it, chewing what you are able to chew and leaving the rest to, I don't know, fate. <laughs> it's fine, to be honest. I think it's okay. All the best to you. Randy, how are you? Hi, I'm all good. How are you doing? Very good. Evening, afternoon, morning. Everyone has listening worldwide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We actually have a, I, I know that as far as She Talks Tech is concerned, we have a very wide international audience. So yes, yes wherever you are in the world, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and everything in between. I hope you are happy today and i hope you you were able to find something to make you smile today talking about making you smile i hope the topic that we're talking about today is one that will make you smile or the experiences that i shared today i hope the ladies or rather the experiences made the ladies smile i hope you guys were smiling when you were experiencing this what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about student life. Does that make you smile? I think so. I think so. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in between. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really say make me smile. I think it's both positive will make you smile and make you cry at the same time. Yes. But at the end of the day, you are just so grateful of the whole experience. Yeah. What what make what what made you smile the most in varsity? No, so in my last year, I was part of housecom. So we were like the student leaders with a few others. So yeah, that year was just so nice for me because if you and if you've been to a residence and you know the rest life and having yes. a house committee you know that those people very nice but not exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you were not you were nice but not exactly yeah yeah <laughs> because yeah to some extent you like just exercise some level of authority on the first years especially 
But otherwise, they really love you so much. They see you as their mentor. They see you as someone they look up to and all of that. Yeah, the whole experience was just amazing. It was fun. It was fun. I was also part of uh, Residence Academic Advisors. It was nice and also not nice. Sometimes dealing with first years is just so hard. You're trying to convince someone who just moved from high school to a university that this is how things work. And sometimes they just don't understand. So, yeah, but the whole experience was great. I loved it. Also because we got paid. So Nice. That was you my got first paid. experience. That's nice. Yes, we did. We did. I didn't get paid. <laughs> if you ask me, just if, just in case anyone is interested, I was never part of any house committee. Just just saying, just putting it out there for anyone who <laughs> might be interested. And I'm representing the community that was never part of anything important in residence. <laughs> just academics one way i see you i see you i we exist we're here i'm sitting with overachievers overachievers here and yeah but talking about just the, the idea of overachieving and everything before we get to that point of talking about your house com and i hear you guys are talking about first years and stuff like that and like how demanding they can be and how they looked at you with marvel and all those kind of stuff you guys were first years at some point give me a glimpse of that like how was that like how was that i remember with mine if i actually have to talk about it first year first day the first and the early days were like very tricky because I was confronted with the idea that maybe I made a wrong decision with this course somehow. I was just not dealing. <laughs> I was not dealing because imagine your your first day of school, I remember you get into this space and first years and this thing of wanting to impress one another and show one another that you are you've got this, you you can do this. It's terrible, man. I was like looking at everyone and I thought, hey, everybody has this thing figured out. People were coming from like this computer literacy background that they had done in high school. I had done none of that. I did not really know much about computer. This guy comes and say, hey, switch on your computer. And I don't really know. I didn't know the basics. And that made me feel so terrible, like really terrible. And I remember actually having to go back to the I was staying at rest then at that point and I remember going and getting into bed and crying I was like the ceiling was actually not a like it was cement I can't describe the, those kind of ceiling ways like is it concrete or what yeah I don't know never mind but it was white there was nothing and I'm just like looking at this thing I'm crying my 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 heart out and I'm just like also like saying this very crying prayer god you know how much i need this somehow and there's a bigger part of me that that was really questioning if i should quit it's still early i don't really know much i just felt i'm in the wrong place and i remember like one of my lectures actually asking me if i'm, I'm in the right class and that kind of just pulled my spirit down altogether so yeah not to start in a very gloomy manner but yeah just reflecting on my early days, it was not the best. It was not that nice. Give me yours. 
how was it i hope it was good <laughs> i had a similar experience with you unfortunately i had anxiety from high school and then going to university where there's a lot of people like basically maybe five times more than a high school and plus I also didn't want to be in those classes I didn't want to do the course I wanted nothing to do with it and it was just so frustrating I remember telling my mom that you know what I want to deregister I want to leave this place I'm gonna try again next year and at some point I just had to pull myself together and continue with it and see where it goes but I, I really didn't like my first days of varsity yeah only because yeah. I didn't like what I was doing yeah yeah I think on my side probably horrible as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember so I found myself doing five majors. So basically all my modules were majors. And so how majors are structured where I studied is you have tutorials, you have lab, you have assignments and tests. So auxiliary courses don't necessarily have all of those things. You don't have tutorials for them and all of that. But most of my modules were majors and most of the time I was feeling not so enough mm -hmm. but what made it even worse was that the room I was staying in I was sharing and I was sharing with someone who was in third year so I would envy those girls who had roommates and are also first year because mm -hmm. and relate to, yeah. to a third year somehow yeah so most of the time I think I felt that social pressure in the midst of the academic pressure because I'm staying with a third year girl and so it was like a girl only residence so I'm staying with a third year girl and I'm seeing like the other girls they have their friends they have roommates so automatically if you find yourself staying with someone there like most of them became friends and with me it was a different experience <laughs> Oh, you had no friends. You know, I could not be friends. <laughs> I could not be friends with her. So it took a while for me to actually meet people and be friends with them and all of that. I think I experienced a lot of social pressure and just envying, envying other first years at that time because we had dining halls. They would go to, to the dining hall together and that was not my experience. The girl mm -hmm. had been there for a while and she, she simply just could not do that with me. <laughs> okay yeah but I guess we are here now we are all we've all proceeded even though it was it didn't start off really well what was the turning point <laughs> I think yeah. surrounding myself with like-minded people mm -hmm. surrounding myself with people who are somehow lost a bit so when you're not really lost you get to understand that you're not alone in this but both of you you are trying to reach the same goal you're trying to understand what's going on in these classes what's going on in these modules what is this so I started surrounding myself with those kind of people and it was really great Jim we've learned a lot together and we're still friends even now so I'm just yeah it's actually glad. a great point it's a good point that you mentioned um, I think the relatability part of anything 
when you find uh, a community that is just like you if we, yeah. are, we are lost together <laughs> if if we are what do they say in Sitsuana Rajutana if Rajutana <laughs> together in this <laughs> yeah yeah oh man and then so what exactly happened in that turning point because I think I'm here which means I didn't quit but I was faced with oh do I quit what happens what should I do and I think what helped me was the fact that I was like okay I'm gonna stack it out it was like a lot of pep talk basically with myself and I was like actually I will stack it out and what this means though is that I'm gonna go crazy and I mean really crazy with studying and luckily in in TUT so I studied in TUT shout out to the people's university um (laughs) (laughs) why are you laughing (laughs) why did you make that comment (laughs) it's people's university what's wrong with you (laughs) it's a good university (laughs) no it's the people's university it's actually called the people's university and i didn't know yeah it is i'm not even i'm not even trying to be like it's literally that it's it's the people's university and i think when you started there you understand that this is the people's university (laughs) okay yeah it's us it's character building in many ways but yeah, one thing that I, I really embrace and like is the fact that you have things like your student assistants and student mentors, and those guys would really be there for you if you actually raise your hand to need help. And I decided that I had decided that I was going to make them my friends and I'm going to just study like crazy, which I did. And it helped so much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was my. Were you studying alone? No, I wasn't. I was sorry, I wasn't actually. So TUT has like student study labs, other labs in general. So labs is for people who are actually in the science space. They might find they might be offended by the fact that I'm calling like it's computer labs. I think right. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Those computer labs so you would have like groups of people who actually go to those labs literally every day and they would i think tut would close those at 12 and at 12 whether or not you had a computer you would be fine so you go there you practice whatever you need to practice and mostly there is student assistants who are either running the lab or you have scheduled time with them and they are there to help you. So for me, that was like a good thing. Like I think making friends with them. I don't think you can survive. Maybe you can, but I think it's hard studying and doing studies alone in university. At least in my opinion. Sure. I don't think maybe it works. I would like to hear if any of you did it alone. How that it worked for me. It oh, so you did it alone. <laughs> yeah, I was so shy. Like, I, I couldn't raise my hand. So what I did was to send them emails. I know that even now they know that this girl, she used to send emails all the time. 
asking questions because I couldn't raise my hand in class. So I would send emails and then come back to my room, study. And then, yeah, it, it really worked for me because I wasn't really social. But I wish I had made mm. friends. I yeah. wish I had studied. I had to learn social, hey? Because mm -hmm. I could not do it alone. <laughs> I really <laughs> could not. I, I feel like I'm also that type of person that always needs some support structure in one way or the other. So even academic, academically, it was like that. So yeah, my turning point was actually finding a study group. And that really helped. It really helped. Yeah. Someone might be listening and then they were thinking maybe they are in their stage of studying out then their first year second year or even not almost getting to university but they're not there yet and they're trying to figure out the how-to part of standing and like finding like study groups and stuff like that or support system how does that look like how, where do you start? Yeah. I feel like it's just as simple as saying hello to someone. Because most of the time, no, like just simply saying hello. And of course, your hello might be welcomed somewhere and it might not be welcomed somewhere. And that's okay. People have that freedom to not like you. Yeah. But as you keep trying, there are those who will like you. So yeah, for me, it's it's really just as simple as saying hello to a group of people or hello to someone. Sometimes the study group does not exist because you are thinking about it. Just tell people, put people together and say, hey, I'd like us to study this thing together. What do you think? And there are people who are actually looking for opportunities like that, but they also don't know who is keen, who is interested in it. So yeah, just say hello to someone. <laughs> Yeah, say hello to that stranger in class sitting next to you. Yeah, yeah. I live yeah. in Europe, guys, and the concept of hello is not a thing. I just needed to put that out there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to, this to, this, to this conversation. This is actually really serious. I will give yeah. you a scenario of the first month of being in varsity and you're a first year. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it's like you can't look at any other direction beside your lecturer who is presenting something in front of you. So most of the first years behave like that because it feels more like a continuation of high school until it starts sinking in that this is varsity. Until the lecturer just be like, okay, we are doing chapter one. And then they just speak two sentences there and then move on to chapter three and you don't know what happened in chapter two yeah. until that point you're just still in the high school mode so a lot of times you'll find those who used to be bright students then who came with seven distinctions they're raising their hands and they just want to show that here yeah, i'm here for this and mind you it's a room that that is or at least with my lectures they used to be like in an auditorium and there's more than a hundred students there so yeah there's the kind that would always raise their hand and that can be very intimidating for someone who is shy and not very social it is very intimidating so what you then find yourself doing is to just go home 
you attend your classes, you attend what you need to attend, and then you go home without really being social much. Because you're thinking, if you came with three distinctions, and you can see that someone who's just doing very well and it's still first week and you're still figuring things out, you don't know what is happening, it can be very intimidating and you don't look at other directions. But it can just be as simple as saying, hi, what is your name? Can we study together? Can we be friends? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also speaking of which, when you go to university, there's different types of people. Some come from Model C schools and when they raise their hands, they're mm. speaking this English that you're not familiar yeah. with. Thank and you. you're just so shy to speak. You can't even raise your hand because when you're from, I don't know, the hood <laughs> and <laughs> you're from... Social yeah. and you, the schools there they don't speak that English, so it's intimidating. You, you so you just sit there and you just, oh my God, you don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah, it is hard, even from a social point of view, because yeah. like you're mentioning, Clamulo, the coming the background, and where I come from, and it comes it's it starts with how I look, how I am dressed how I sound, yeah, yeah. how I pronounce yeah. certain words, how I, like how I approach life and what I'm exposed to and that bundled in together. And I'm just like in this kind of an environment, it can be very intimidating and I, I can feel like I don't belong. I know I felt like I didn't belong in the first, like in the early days, like I told, mm-hmm. I told you with me, with everybody just showing off and showing that they can do this thing. They can switch on their computers. They can go to Microsoft Word and I can't do those things. Uh, I'm starting to think about my background and the fact that, yeah, blame everybody. You didn't have your computer and a lot of things run into your mind. I think in your Mm. days, in your your first year, but also like Marinina was saying, I realized that Everyone is, there's a level of insecurity that everybody has in that space because we're trying, I don't know what is it with trying to prove to one another that we can do this or we are, we got this and I just want to outshine you or outsmart you or anything that it also comes off as a facade sometimes. And then there's a real person that if you tried to get into that person, then you would be able to see that, Hey, they are friendly. They can actually talk to people like me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if there's a toolkit, to be honest, around actually having to start conversations or support groups of some sort to say, hey, if you don't have friends and you're looking for, are there something like this, like this in universities, by the way? Because I don't want to talk for people's universities. We don't have, we, for other universities, because I know that people's university was very social, but to a certain degree, you could still be swallowed by just how big it is. I wouldn't say there were like specific committees just around you building friends, but I guess at a residence level, you could still make friends easily because we had these activities that are just for first years we had like movie nights just different activities team building activities so from there you could make friends yeah true we also had those type of activities so the first friend i made 
was from the same race I was in. And she was also a first year, which was really good. I think every university should have that. Yeah. Because it's a safe space for everyone. Yeah, I don't remember much, honestly, about those kind of social stuff. Also, I think I'm a bit like, some like an extreme interest, believe it or not, because people don't believe this, especially when you live where I live right now. I, I look and sound like an extrovert sometimes. And I also present an, as an extrovert. But I'm extremely introverted in certain spaces and school is one of them. And it was just, yeah, I think I took at least six months before I made friends, like friends that I would call my friends. I think I met Petronella. Shout out to, to you, Petronella. I met her around May and she was my neighbor, by the way. I think we met at the kitchen or something. And that was just my life. It was school, labs, meet people there, but they're not really my friends. I'm able to talk to them when I'm there because I had really decided that this is my life. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to study. I'm going to do this thing. But like, how do you make friend as an extrovert, as an introvert and stick to it is, is, is still something that needs to be studied, I think. Or do introverts need friends in university anyway? <laughs> it's another question. Everybody needs friends. <laughs> Everybody needs friends. I was Everybody about to say that friends. as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Your first test, if you remember your first test, did you pass or did you fail? I failed chemist chemistry. Uh-huh. I, I failed remember it. that very well. <laughs> I, still I have remember the that very well. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I never kept those. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I failed my first one, but I failed a lot. I failed a lot of tests in 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 university, but I th- I think the first one because I started off on a foundation level, so with very limited subjects. I think I was only doing three subjects and also it's like very foundational with just VB and in this case I think we are doing like data structures and yeah and algorithms but more on yeah not I think it was doable so the first semester was not bad it just lured me in yeah actually coming to think of I didn't fail I didn't fail I I think I didn't fail much on the first semester reality unfolded on the other semesters but the first one I didn't it was nice it was very nice Yeah, I was a smart kid. If anything I said today doesn't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Joking. (laughs) It's jokes. It's jokes. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, so I think it was just like really on that level. And how do you get mentors in university? How did you guys get mentors? If you had mentors at all? Yeah. We had... Okay. Myself, I spoke to someone. I spoke to someone in a tutorial, right? I think I was struggling a bit with math at some point and it was getting frustrating and all of that. I spoke to someone about it and then they referred me to some genius who who would help with tutoring. And then I spoke to them. Thank God they were a vendor. 
by the way, guys, I am like Tonga slash vendor, right? But most yeah. of the times, adversity, because my name is Murindeni, people would just think I'm vendor. I think most of the time I actually introduced myself that way. I put vendor forward. Huh. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I really... <laughs> <laughs> because my dad betrayed me. This is betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do not know In why. What um, is this? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so he was Venda. And you know, when you're just meeting someone who is like of the same tribe, you're just welcoming to them. So he was also very welcoming and he really assisted me. So I only had one mentor in mathematics. And I guess with the other things, he just gave advices and all of that. Yeah. yeah, and he really helped a lot. Finding a mentor, I guess it's just about talking to people. There are people who actually do not know can be mentors. Yeah. So I think even with him, he was just like someone who was doing well. I think at that time he was doing his postgrad and ac actually working for this as well. But he was not necessarily mentoring anyone. But because he was really good and someone just referred me to him, he actually started mentoring other people. He mentored me and he helped others as well. So there are people who don't know that they can be mentors or are just not even thinking about it. But if you say, okay, I see you're really doing good at this, they can actually help out. But there are people who are mentors. I remember there was like a group that, were, that was mentoring people in chemistry that one you had to pay for, but I, I couldn't pay for it. So I really did not attend it. But yeah, there are stuff like that. So I think there are groups where you literally can just pay and just go attend. But there are cases where you just need to speak to someone about it and they can be just happy to help. Yeah. What yeah. do student mentors do, by the way? Student mentors. I was a student mentor. Huh. For my yeah, course, another overachiever point. Tell us. <laughs> it all started in first year when I was struggling, and I went to one of the residence academic advisors, which was which was one of the ladies who were doing the same course as I was, but they were final year students. So I went to her and I spoke to her, and I was like, you know what, I'm struggling. I don't know what's going on. What is this? And she just made me feel better by explaining that you know what we all start somewhere. This is what you need to do. This is what you also need to do. I also felt like I needed to share the same information she shared with me with other learners. So with other students, university students, not learners, I forgot. And I felt like I needed to share the same information she shared with me with other students. And so when I got to my third year, I applied for the same job and yeah, everything was great. Everything was great. And my mentors can attest to that. Yeah. My mentees, yes. Oh, that's nice. So what exactly, how did the relationship look like? Look like? So for someone who's actually never had to have a mentor and they, also, they also don't know that things like this exist in universities, how did it look like for you? Sometimes I would struggle to study and then she would call me in her room and I would study with her oh. and some. Yeah, that, that actually helped, by the way. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. For someone who used to study alone, most of the time, that actually helped. I just went to her room, 
with my books and just studied on her desk while she was there that's the number one point that I'm gonna say that it really helped me in university and another thing is telling them how you feel about your tests your assignments and the anxiety that you have and they'll be able to tell you that you know what you've got this you need someone who's going to tell you that you have this you are going to do this and you're going to pass it yeah especially for someone who's doing the same course so basically someone to go and cry to (laughs) yes when you go there and cry out a shoulder to cry on yes yeah because i guess when it comes to having someone to go and study with in in the same space it's not always possible think about it in a different sex same i think it works if you have a mentor who's the same sex and they are okay with welcoming you in their space but i imagine a space where your student mentor is a man you actually don't yeah. find yourself in their in their space not that you don't want to find yourself in their space it is not safe and also like just from a boundaries level maybe that is not a thing that you want to do in a way but I guess it's it's just finding balance and and looking at what works and what doesn't and also I guess it's scenario based as well yeah I think my mentor was a male Mm-hmm. And for the help he was giving me in maths, it had to be at, at the math- mathematics lab. So he was just giving me work. Like it was not to that extent of him studying with me and all of that. So it was just like one hour of doing mathematics. He gives me a homework, something to work on that the next time we'll revise it and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it was just like 100% academics <laughs> do you say mathematics lab that's a thing yeah so there's a math lab but i don't know maybe it's just the name but the setup is not different from a, a computer lab i think how they named them it's about which students can actually access that lab mm. so the labs it has computers desks and stuff So same setup as what you'd call a computer lab, but it's a maths lab because it's for maths students. Nice. We had um, a commerce lab, like they called it what, CLS or something. Yeah, CLS lab. So that was for like the accounting guys and all of that. So it was about which group is allowed in that lab and has access to it so i remember the maths lab really did not students did not have access to it if you did not do maths but the cls lab was bigger and a whole lot of people could go into it yeah i guess it's about the access yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the more i listen to you guys it's the more i realize that the people's university needs to do better yeah (laughs) i was not as privileged guys i had the (laughs) baby And I'm very thankful for, could be better if someone from the People's University who is in a decision-making position, I hope you're listening to my cries because right now I have nothing to brag about except for the fact that (laughs) maybe things have changed. Maybe things have improved. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe they have a maths lab right now. (laughs) 
yeah maybe <laughs> but anyway yeah so i wanted to wrap up but before before i wrap up i think i don't know what this conversation was about at this point <laughs> it was about universities <laughs> This is actually, forgive me at home. I'm a little, I don't know. We are recording at night and somehow I'm just like, anyway, I hope someone listening at home has gotten something out of this. That's the most important part. But more than anything, I want you guys to at least share some tips and survival kit for someone who's starting off at university and... They are new. They don't know what to do or where to go. How do you survive student life, in your opinion? Yeah. So I think for me, really, I can advise on the standpoint of what worked for me, right? Like I said before, finding a group of people to study with really helped a lot. I think it was a group of six people, both girls and boys. And yeah, I think we built a healthy environment around each other, helping each other with assignments, with practicals. I remember physics practicals were like so hectic. Most of the time you're not understanding what you are doing. And then when you get to the lab, you are just like mixing things and you still don't know. <laughs> what you're doing but um uh, a lot of times happy having a group of people just help because you understand something though you may not fully get the whole concept of it you understand something and another person in the same group is understanding something that you probably are not and then now combining all of that together now makes it make it makes it make sense in a way so I highly recommend getting a group of people. I think personally, it's very hard to do varsity alone, but yeah. there are people who are doing it. So if it's working, then yeah. But if it's not, maybe it's good to consider finding a group of people to study with. And I think another thing is during the year, consultations are very important especially when tests are approaching if you go to a lecturer and you're like okay i was studying this i do not understand this concept if you find a good lecturer you will know that they are going to help you but not all lecturers are good but a lot of times if you go to a lecturer and you like don't understand what what was being taught in class or you are asking them about something that uh, is irrelevant to the upcoming test, most of them will just answer the question and just deviate towards what will be in the test. So that is very helpful to go talk to lecturers. There are those who will just plainly tell you, you are wasting your time with this thing, focus on that, which is good. So I guess depending on the different people that you are getting, you will get really different responses, but a lot of time it is very helpful. And I would really say that you don't want to go to a lecturer and you just want to start from the beginning. Like you don't understand anything at all. Have solid questions and they can be really excited about that and just share all of the information that they have, which is really nice. Yeah, 
those are my two key things. And actually another one, which I think is really important is to maintain a balanced life. I feel like during high school, we were doing so well because our lives were just so balanced. If you think about it, you know that you were passing a lot of times, but you don't know how because you weren't really studying a lot. And I think that most of the time it's because we had a balanced life. You have family close by, you have friends. So you are hardly stressed and pressured about social life. So finding a balance is also one aspect that is very healthy. I think it reduces the pressure on the brain. It reduces the pressure on yourself as well. Of course, parents are far and all of that, but just model people as friends, as sisters, as mothers, if that can work. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like modeling people towards that balanced life is really helpful. Being part of like societies, going to the gym, finding friends, stuff like that. I feel there are people who really want to be 100% academics. And I feel like most of the time they get to a point where they are overwhelmed. So you are passing a, a test the first three months. And then now it's exam time. You are so overwhelmed because you're just alone. Nothing else is happening. And then they fail eventually because of losing that balance. So I feel like yeah. finding a balanced life is also very important. Mm. Yeah. You have yeah, to get a mouthful, man. <laughs> she has. <laughs> you said everything I wanted to say. But adding to that, I think it's very important to find a study group. I didn't have one, but I wish I did. Um, From what Murendini said, I feel like it's really great to find. It's very helpful to find a group of people to study with. And also find a mentor or specifically someone who is a third or a second year and you just approach them and speak to them and tell them how you're feeling and what you're going through trust me they relate they will they relate with you on a deeper level we'll try to show you that you're actually not alone and you've got this yeah those are my key takeaways yeah yeah I have nothing to say because everything that needed to be said was said, not by me. But yeah, I think I have nothing to say. So if you're listening at home and you think this was helpful to you, if this episode has meant anything to you, may I ask you to please subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with your friends. And yeah, see you on the next one. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. What a conversation. As we wrap up this episode of Imagine Tech Voices, we are counting on you, our dear listeners, to amplify this crucial conversation. Please share your thoughts on social media using this buzzing hashtag, hashtag SheTalksTag, and tag us. Don't just be a spectator. Be part of the change. You know what it is. Subscribe, share, and challenge the status quo in your tech journey. The power to shape the narrative is definitely in your hands. Until next time, keep pushing boundaries and making your mark in this ever-evolving world of tech. See you soon.